Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Alyssa Gray, and today we'll be studying Erevin Daf Chaf Aleph, Erevin page 21. We'll be studying portions of a lengthy sequence of Agadah that begins roughly halfway down the page on 21a and continues on to 22a. In a sense, when we come across Agadah in Masechet Erevin, it may seem refreshing. It may seem almost like a literary oasis, a welcome break from the complex intricacies of the legal materials. But we shouldn't downplay or underestimate Agadah. Agadah is a medium through which the rabbis think about important religious ideas, and we'll see some of that together today. But I'd like to begin at the beginning of the Agadah on 21a in order to make a different point. I'd like to demonstrate some of the literary artistry with which the Talmudic redactors, those anonymous scholars who are responsible for the Talmud Bavli as we have it, how they orchestrated the materials into the document that we now have. Looking at 21a at the beginning of the Agadah, we read as follows. Amor Ravchista Doresh Mari Barmar. Ravchista said, Mari Barmar expounded, my dichtiv, what is that which is written? Lechol tichle raiti kates, to every purpose I've seen a limit. Rechava mitzvatcha me'od, your mitzvah is very broad. The verse being discussed is Psalms 119 verse 96, and I suggest that in the very choice of this verse, with which to begin this lengthy agadic sequence, the redactors are demonstrating their literary artistry. This verse contains words that signal and are reminiscent of the subject matter of the tractate. The verse contains the word kates, meaning limits or ends, and rechava, meaning here broad. Ends and limits are certainly reminiscent of the subject matter of our tractate. Tractate Erevin works very hard in order to demarcate the boundaries between public and private space. In other words, to set limits and ends. Also, a word of the same three-letter root as Rechava, the word Rochav, meaning width, is also of use. It comes up in discussing the dimensions of, let's say, a house or a plot of land. So it's interesting that the very beginning of this Agadah is a verse which alludes to the subject matter of the tractate. It's subtle, it's clever, it's perhaps playful, and it is a phenomenon that we do see again and again in the Bavli, that the redactors choose to begin Agadah in some way or use portions of the Agadah in some way to allude to the larger subject matter of the tractate. If now we move on to 21b, uh, we get into a different realm, the realm of religious ideas. On 21b, we see the Amora Rava interpreting Song of Songs, chapter 7, verse 14. 
חדשים גם ישנים דודי צפנתי לך, says the verse, new and old which I have hidden or laid up for you, my beloved. And Rava's interpretation of this is that the congregation of Israel says to God, Ribono shel olam, master of the universe, הרבה גזרות גזרתי על עצמי, יותר ממה שגזרת עליי. I have decreed many decrees upon myself, more than what you have decreed upon me, וקיימתים, and I have kept them. Well, that's interesting. A gezerah is a decree, and the rabbis use that term to refer to what we call siag la Torah, a fence around the Torah, which is to say a type of law which is designed to prevent the violation of a more serious law. So according to Rava's interpretation of Song of Songs 714, Israel is praising itself for having hyper-legislated even more of these fences around the Torah than God had legislated for them, and moreover, Israel kept and observed these various fences around the Torah. That's interesting. Uh, why is Israel praising itself for this, and, and what is that praise doing here? Well, in order to figure this out, we need to think about more of what comes next in the Gemara. Rav Chista, the very same Rav Chista with which the Agadah began, he comes back in order to wonder about what the words Chadashim, new things, and Yishanim, old things, in the verse mean. And he decides that chadashim, the new things, are what he calls divrei sofrim, the words of the scribes or the words of the rabbis, and yishanim, old things, are the words of Torah. Rava then comes back to make a rather startling point, which is that a person has to be much more careful in observing the words of the rabbis than the words of the Torah. Violating a negative commandment of the Torah incurs Talmudically the punishment of whiplashes. Violating a commandment of the sages, says Rava, incurs a punishment of death. So this deepens uh, the question and it, it really makes the puzzle that much uh, more puzzling. What is going on here? Why does the Gemara seem to be taking such great pains uh, to emphasize uh, the extent and the seriousness of rabbinic law. The Gemara goes on to relate a story about Rabbi Akiva, who when he was in prison, was given only a very small amount of water, the details don't need to concern us, and he chose, instead of drinking this water, which he needed to do to live, he chose to use it to fulfill the rabbinic commandment of the ritual washing of the hands. And in fact, he said, I would rather die of thirst than die a death that I incurred because I disobeyed the commandment of my colleagues. So what is going on here? The Talmud is trying very hard to make a point about rabbinic legislation, that it's at least equal to and at most even in some ways weightier than Torah legislation. Why is it trying to make this point? Well, now we go back to the subject matter of our tractate. Think about the laws of Erevin. These laws are not found in the Torah. They are rabbinic legislation. They are innovations of the rabbis. The rabbis innovated these laws in order to make a fence around the Torah. Note again, we have uh, a subtle allusion to uh, the legal subject matter of the tractate, but the point is to make a fence around the Torah and prevent Sabbath desecration. 
the point of this agotic passage, of these parts of the agotic passage, is to make an argument to support these laws and to buttress the rabbi's authority to institute them. And the Bavli has one more trick up its sleeve in terms of a type of argument to buttress the authority of this type of legislation, including Erevin. Later down on 21b, we read, Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Shlomo Erevin Unitilat Yadayim. At the hour that King Solomon instituted Erevin and the washing of the hands, he goes on to say, a heavenly voice came and said, if you are wise, uh, your heart is wise, my son, my heart will be glad. Notice that the rabbis here are even attempting to link Erevin and the washing of the hands to Solomon uh, to give these laws the patina of biblical authority. It's perhaps not too much to suggest that the rabbis are a bit anxious about establishing their authority to institute non-biblical laws like these, like hand washing and Erevin. In this Agadah, they are working through this anxiety and through the use of the Song of Songs, they signal to us and to themselves that their innovative legislative activities were part of their expression of their love of God. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.